you now the story of Christmas, as it is told in the second chapter of Luke's Gospel. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds, living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. Then suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, Mary treasured all these words. She pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. You know, it's funny, against the backdrop of that familiar story from Luke's Gospel, you know the one that we see in movies and in storybooks, the ones that we sometimes see in sculptures or in LED lights outside, against the vividness of the way Christmas as an event is depicted in Luke's gospel, there is still still something about Christmas that is mysterious. All throughout this Advent season here at Union, we have been journeying together into the mystery of Christmas, and, and we find ourselves here on Christmas Eve in the face of it. And I will admit... I am a bit at a loss for words, which is not like me. But as I've been thinking about the mystery of Christmas, one verse, for whatever reason, has not left my mind. It's from, uh, it's from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, the first letter to the Corinthians. He says, listen, 
I will tell you a mystery. We will not all die, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised and we will be changed. Do you believe that mystery? The raising of the dead at the last trumpet. Seems a little out of place on Christmas, perhaps. But it's no less or more believable, I think, than the message, the mystery of Christmas. The resurrection of Jesus, as strange and as wonderful as the birth of Jesus. That in this child, born to this family from a backwater town, was born God, the God, that God, the one who created the universe, the one whom no human being has ever seen and lived to tell the tale, the God who is the giver of all life, of all light, that God, that God was born into this world as a child. Can you believe that? Great indeed is the mystery of our faith, this strange faith in the one we call Emmanuel, God with us. Frederick Beekner says of this mystery that the word Emmanuel raises two questions for us. Who is this God and how is God with us? And the truth is, When it comes to God, there are often more questions than there are answers. And yet, year by year, season by season, the mystery of God draws us back in, especially at this time of year when the days are short and the nights are cold. What is it about that mystery that draws us in? I think it's something about something about the fact that we discover in the presence of this mystery something that we really deeply need. The deep need for love is at the heart of this story. Love is the reason God comes to earth. Love is the reason God chooses to be born as a child. God's love comes before anything we ever do, anything we ever ask, and it leads us on, it draws us in, it is the very fabric of reality, love. And with love comes peace, and with peace comes joy. Anne Lamott once wrote that peace is joy at rest, and that joy is peace in motion. And I think that characterizes well this night, this night when we come and we sit and we be still here for a while, experiencing joy 
at rest. And then going from this place with the peace of Christ in our hearts, living out the love that God gives us. But living, living in love is costly. It's difficult. It takes work. It took God work to love us. I think it's why we keep coming back to the well here, why we keep seeking out the gift of Christmas. We keep seeking out these gifts of love and, and peace and joy. Each Sunday we come here, we, we share the gift of peace with one another. And it's a little pro forma at times. But it's important to remember that, that when we are sharing that peace, we are carrying a piece of the joy and the love of Christ with us and giving it to one another. It is the emptiness of this still night in which we recognize the fullness of God's love. We recognize the fullness of God's glory, the fullness of God's presence in that still and solemn night. And so Christmas remains a gift from God, but one shrouded in mystery. And so it is indeed a time of joy, but it can also be a time of sorrow. But even in that sorrow, there is love and there is peace. The wonderful poet Mary Oliver once wrote a short little poem called The Uses of Sorrow. It says, someone I loved once gave me a box full of darkness. It took me years to understand that this, too, was a gift. That a box of darkness could be a gift. Loss, grief, death, these are dark things. These cloud our lives. They render us uncertain of the future. They are a mystery to us. And yet the mystery of Christmas shows that even in the darkness, there is still love. That loss and grief, that endings are also new beginnings for light and love and indeed for salvation, that thing that is coming into the world through God in Christ. And so here it is, friends. Here we find ourselves in the mystery. We may not even realize that we need saving, that we need God's love, but God knows. God knows us better than we know ourselves, and that's because God loves us better than we love ourselves. And God is not simply love in some conceptual sense, God loves. God is love at work in the world. And if you can't see that, well, then you can at least wonder at it here tonight. For tonight, God gives us this gift of love, of peace, of joy, shrouded in mystery, full of possibility. Amen. Amen.